Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for him? Where the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> I just want to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Welcome to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. DT is still on assignment, and for DT is none other than Bailey Coleman. Good morning, Bailey. Good morning, Telly. And my man, Damian LZ. What up, D? What up, Telly? You got to. What up, Telly? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I had to cut my mic on. Is, is, is it one of those go. mornings? It's one of them mornings. I was, yeah. telling, I was yes. telling uh Bailey when I was walking in. It, it did the war didn't hit me on Wednesday this week. It hit me on Tuesday. It Maybe because it's the last day I'm up here. And so I know that. But it, it hit me on Tuesday. And how could I have made that good morning even more irritating? Grand rising. You're like, man, look, man. I don't want to hear that. I hate the grand right. rising. I know. I hate grand rising. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> grand rising. You know what? I'm just happy God woke me up this morning. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. Absolutely. 100%. Grand rising, kid. Shut up. <laughs> like, look, I got two and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> you know, my neighbor was making okay. noise. Right. You talking about grand rising. I still want to be asleep. <laughs> Benjamin, good morning. It's amazing. That's right. It is amazing. Thank you for joining us this Tuesday morning. We got a lot of hot topics to get into, but... I tell you what, y'all, like, I still don't feel like yesterday's conversation was completely <laughs> wrapped up. Do you all feel like it was completed? There's Let, so many different came, facets to it. We, you know what I mean? The fact that, like I was saying, the fact that I got so many text messages and stuff and, oh, same and here. inboxes from family members, oh, from, yeah. from friends who... Who I'm glad we're listening. Yeah. yeah One, absolutely. I'm glad they were listening. So thank you all for that. Yes. Um, Shout but, out to but the it Western was Seaboard. It was very it much was a relatable. <laughs> yeah. right. It was a it relatable was, topic. Yes. There's a lot of people <laughs> yes. that we're going through. So in case you missed it, you can always download the Truth app and you can stream and watch us live on YouTube and X on 101.7 The Truth every single morning. And in case you do miss a show, you can always go back. But we were talking about how... And, and it, it's amazing how it morphed into what it did. Right. We exactly. were just talking about how Russell Wilson <laughs> and future junior were being, uh, Steph Curry was teaching them how to shoot, right. giving them some shooting tips. But it did spark something because, like, how do you feel about another man being, like, <laughs> as I was telling my wife yesterday, it's like, 
regardless of where future is in this in this equation, he's being out daddy right now. <laughs> And no yeah. daddy wants to be out daddy. But you know what, though? I don't necessarily think that. You know, I think Future probably has a heart for his son. I mean, because he, he, he bought his son for his first watch. He had, like, one of the top-of-the-line Rolexes. Man. Come on, look, now. He Future's loves being, his son. And that was my issue. Yeah. He's being publicly... He's publicly the the perception is he's being out daddied. But, we don't, like, again, we don't know what Future's doing in the... In the background, right. and, and he may, like I said, he he may not play the media game yeah. and all of that. But sometimes, as a father, if you don't if you don't express what you're doing, then people think you ain't doing nothing. That's right. true. So That's if, true. if if or if you're else, not out uh, getting your son tips, shooting tips, right? Stuff if you're not stuff, doing that, then you're not yeah. a good father. When that's 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 exceptional stuff. That's one offs. You're not that ain't about that ain't all being a father is. But if you're right. not doing that, then you're not. You know he's Cliff Huxtable. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> kind of a <laughs> that's kind of a recap and uh, of what we were talking about yesterday, and then things went left when Bailey starts saying, "All you have to do, <laughs> all, all you, you got to do." <laughs> well, you know, it's called that that whole "all you have to do." You could change it and call it adulting. That's that's the, uh, the slang yeah. term now. Adulting. Yeah. adulting. You got to go down okay. and fill out the paperwork. And and, and like you don't you, want to. That's yeah, what you got it. Like you all said, I know Damien. You said you got a lot of text messages. The same oh, for yeah. you, Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shout out to my my frat brother, uh, John Odom. Uh, happy birthday! I was just thinking of that because uh, my other frat brother is going through some similar issues, oh, okay. and he has been fighting and fighting for his kid. Yeah, and uh, and and I think that goes back to the point. Of what me and Damien were talking about yesterday is not as all you got to do. He's doing everything he has to do, right? And it's still the courts aren't aren't siding with well, him. Well, here's the thing, right? I have two. I have two brothers, two single brothers who went and and did the custody thing. And mm. no, it's not easy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got you got to fight through. But think about this, because I have a friend that has the opposite situation. Well, from the point of view of the child, there are some people that are dealing with their adult children now because their kids were left in a not so favorable situation. And then the kid looks back at them and says, what did you do? Oh, yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's did called you the resentment. Fight? For sure. Did you fight for me? Yeah. Did you really? But, I mean, but on, on the flip side of that, too, we could play devil's advocate Uh like, do you have to explain yourself to your child that, hey, I tried to do this or I spent well, I this think, amount of money and I, and your mom was still tripping. So I, I it's think, not I what you seen. I think mm-hmm. in some scenarios, you got to keep that paperwork to ease yeah, over. Yeah. yeah, ease over that, you know, ease over that situation, because I think sometimes it does come down to that. And it, it and I mean, you know, just like I said, with these ladies that throw the interference because, see, that was never, that wasn't how I was. I wanted my son to have a good relationship with mm-hmm. his father always. No matter if I was mad yeah. at his daddy or not, that was a, an adult situation. But you right? do know you the minority in that. Not I, just because no, you're a I'm black not, woman. No, no. no you're the minority with that ideology. I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I, because you know what? I grew up in a two-parent household. And I felt like if I can't give him that because I wasn't giving him that. Mm-hmm. Because me and baby daddy wasn't going to work out like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the best I could do was make sure he had a good relationship with his dad as best as possible. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to, you got to love your child enough yeah. to yeah. do that. And I know everybody don't think like that. Yeah. You know, right. I, I get that. A lot of people don't. And yeah. you know what? Unfortunately. Let me just tell you, I've had plenty of friends and they know, you know, you know who you are that have played that role in the situation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm always like, don't do that. Because at the end of the day, be smart, ladies. And yeah. no, or gentlemen, because there's some guys that play the game, too. Mm-hmm. Be smart and know that at the end of the day, that kid is going to resent you for keeping them apart when they realize there wasn't nothing wrong with him. It wasn't nothing crazy. You done gave a kid daddy issues. Yes. And, and, and they, they didn't have to have, have them. Yeah. They need to have yeah. Them. yeah. I got my, when I was talking yesterday about the little cousins that hit me up, one of them, he used to he used to be one of my tenants. And, you know, he's a knucklehead, but he was still trying to be involved in his kid's life. And it would be times when he would have to go to the police station to enforce his decree to see the kid and go to the police station. And I've taken him. So he'd go to the police station and be like, she didn't drop the kid off at 5 o'clock today. And so now I got to go to the police station. And the police station, the police would go to the house and be like, where's the kid? Why yep. didn't you drive? Is everything okay? And that's and putting unnecessary that's drama exactly, on the kid. Exactly, man. That's yeah. unnecessary stuff. Now games. you got the police involved. Yeah. You got all this other stuff that has to happen. So my only thing when you like, all you got to do, it ain't all you got to do because it's a lot you got to do. It, yeah. There is a but lot. It, but it, you can, it, I but, agree with you, it can be done. Yeah. But it's, and you also have to have the resources to be able to do it. Like you're talking about your frat brother, you're talking about your two brothers. You have to have the resources to be able to fight that stuff in court because if you don't, it's almost like it's such an uphill battle. Yeah. You're taking off of work and you're, you already holding on to your job by then. You're taking off of work. Yeah. You got to yeah. take off of school. You got to do this. You got to that. It's a lot of time you got to spend down. And if you don't know how to navigate that system yeah. and have somebody on your side that, that knows that system well, it is a daunting task it, to yeah. go down it there is. and do all of that and, stuff. And I, it is. But remember, they're doing the mothers. Mm-hmm. If they're getting child support from you and all that kind of stuff, they're doing it. They're navigating the system. So oh, yeah. you just have to put, you know, put that, put yourself in that mindset. It's going to be paperwork and stuff like yeah. that, no matter, you know, how you slice it. But, but again, there are great organizations, as we, we heard what yesterday, Absolutely. that yeah. can help you do that if you're not of that mindset. Yeah, if you're, if you're going into court feeling like it's two against one, meaning the system and the mom, yeah. and it, it can be tough. I have someone who is a family member that is still going through this, and he's been divorced for seven years now. Ooh, yeah. But whenever he may be late, he may be running five minutes late, the mom will reach out to the attorney and be like, well, this is not a part of the agreement, and, you know, our parenting, excuse me, our co-parenting, whatever, whatever. And when it's time for her to drop the kids off, she may not even show up. Yeah. And it's cool when she does it, but he has to hear from all these attorneys and See, stuff if he's but, five minutes late. But what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm. I know everybody doesn't want to play games like that, but if she's doing that, then you got to call your attorney and say she didn't even drop the kids yeah. off. You know what are we gonna do? And a you lot know? of times and you they have to, you know, a lot of people that I know that are in those situations don't want to. Like I was saying yesterday, they don't want to play those. Games. They don't want to get the police involved. Right. They don't want to alienate the mother because they know they got to raise these kids together. So a lot yeah. of times right. they're trying to be the bigger person or, or alienate the father. They're trying to be the bigger person. And in being a bigger person, you set yourself up for the narrative to be that you are one way and the other parent is a different way. 
and until they get an adult, they don't realize that, you know, you were trying to be involved in this person's life. I got a buddy down in Tallahassee that I went to school with, Florida A&M. He had a child. And he knew the moms was going to be tripping. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. had the foresight that every time he bought that child anything. Save the receipt. He kept every receipt. Mm-hmm. So then when the kid was like eight or nine, the mother went to court. She got mad. She went to court and tried to get child support. And she was trying to get back child support and all this other stuff. And he came with the receipts. He had oh, years that's what, that's of receipts. And the, and the judge, at the end of it, was like, young young woman, he's giving you more money than I would have given you even if I gave you back child support. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So they threw it out. But I'm saying he had to go that. But, but that's it worked. a rare case, that, too. That, right. that worked, yeah. though. That yeah. worked, though. But he had to go the extra mile that most people aren't. Don't have the foresight to do. If somebody's going like, man, I'm giving you this money, and now all of a sudden you don't, the court is going to side with her, yeah. you know? And so he's left out hanging the dry. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. And it broke. Depends. And broke. It depends. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. It seems like now I feel like ah, this is a conversation that can continue, but we kind of put a bow <laughs> on mic, it a little bit. Our, our mics were on fire yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> It was popular. It was a great show. I listened yeah. to it again. It was a great show. Yeah, but it, it it does beg the question. I mean, these are the things that I can honestly say I am extremely. Uh, I feel fortunate and and privileged to have this platform to talk about these mm-hmm. type right, of things right. because uh, how many shows can you tune into and they're talking about black fathers trying to be around their kids. Right. You, you, right. you never <laughs> like, hear that. You never you always hear, hear that. The other. <laughs> and, the mis- yeah. and the misnomer is, and I have to tell people this all the time, because we even in politics when we talk about, oh, how do we get these young black men to do this and do that? Oh, the fathers need to be around. I don't know any black men that aren't trying to be good fathers. Mm-hmm. I, in my circles and the people that I know, they are all Trying a couple of them, like you said, got custody. They did the extra mile and got the custody and things like that of their children. And also, even if you look at statistics, white men will walk away from their kids at a higher rate than black men do. So we get pegged as black men need to be better fathers and be. But out of all of the father group. We're the ones that's there the most. And we take on other people's kids. Uh, uh, hello. We're married <laughs> women with kids, and we'll take those kids in, you know? So that 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 narrative that black men aren't good fathers is is hopefully fading away now and going away because statistics actually show that black men are good fathers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, you see more black men in commercials these days than in the family commercials, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Even that's true. Even if they would white women, right. that's, true. that's true. That's true. I'm sick of the black woman, white men commercials and uh, the mixing pot of America commercials. Yes, that's just me. Yes, I, I'm gonna leave it there. No, you're right. You're right. I'm like, can we get a dark skin and a dark skin? Right. What can are we, we doing? Get, why can we get two dark skin? And can they, can y'all fix mm. their hair? Because the hair is always that's like, you ain't getting what's that. Going that's on all with I'm that? The most you get is a really light skinned person and a biracial person. That's it. <laughs> you ain't getting no like. You're not gonna see. Wesley Snipes Jr. doing any any oh commercials. I thought I was the only one that that we will sit and watch TV and we will say, "Here go another one." 
Here okay. go another one. Here go you know, another. It's like I, it's like it's like back in the days during the NCAA when black men started playing basketball. You could only have one black person on the court at a time in the fifties and the sixties. These that's oh, wow. the rule. That it was, was an unwritten very, rule very that true. you could only have one black man on the court. If you had two, that's why in West Texas or whatever, when he did the starting five of all black men, it was such a big thing. That's how I feel. Commercials are you can only Kentucky, have yeah. you can only have one dark skinned person. In a commercial. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But look. And and if you do, he's got to have natural. He got to go all the way out. You got to have natural hair. You got to have an afro. Gruffy that's beard. The that's the new look. You no. know what I'm saying? The acceptable look. But why is that got to be for the kids, too? It's everybody. They never, you never see, like, uh, a flat iron hairstyle unless it is a uh, commercial okay. about hair. Like, it's, you know, one of the hair, you know. and But all you see is this for... The mom, even if the mom is African American, you never see that. You never see a nice style on there. You always nope. see the nappy look. Yeah, you know that because nappy that's the fro look. That's the acceptable black. I was saying that too. Back in the day, you would never have seen somebody looking scruffy. With a beard looking scruffy and a natural Afro look. Oh, I, I, but, but I now told that's the that look. story. Yeah, I told that story when I first got into television. I couldn't have facial hair. See, wow, the first. Ten years of my television career, they were like, nah, don't grow any facial hair. So wow. I was caught in this predicament because they were like, you have a really young face, uh-huh. so you look young. Right. But if you grow some facial hair, it'll be more threatening. It was, oh, wow. I was like, wow. so, so let me get this straight. Uh, because I have a mustache or a goatee or beard, that makes me mm-hmm. a felon. <laughs> or I look dangerous. That's crazy. I mean, That's let's crazy. let's uh, let's forget the whole presentation of a, a shirt and a tie right. and suit on. Right. But if and I you're have on a TV little facial a microphone, yeah. yeah. But it, because I got some facial hair, so I, I fought back on that. And it wasn't until another race started doing the uh no shape Movember. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I that's when I was like, well, if they can grow a beard, why can't I grow one? Right. And then they really couldn't say anything and then that was the birth of my beard, but it wasn't until like I'd say 2013, wow. 2014. Well, you see that's what I'm saying. Back in the day. Yeah. That, and I'm not and that's not even back in the day. I get on somebody all the time cuz she says back in the day. I hate that. Term. Listen, in the past, <laughs> early we, 2000s. Right. So, right, that's not back in the day. That's that back in the day is the Oh, let me finish. Okay, so you have you had well that was the acceptable look for the black man was a mm-hmm. clean shaven clean face. face. Right. You yeah. had to present everything cuz if they felt like if you had a beard and I did some psychology classes, you felt like they felt like you were hiding something. That was the threatening thing. You're hiding something. That was the acceptable look. Yeah. And now the acceptable look is the beard and the scruffy look and the stuff because almost and like the wild hair. Because yeah. of oh, because of that. the politicians and the things like that, the black Republicans and with the clean shaven faces and all of that stuff, now it's like, okay, we don't want that look. Because that 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 scares people more now. So it's it's all about what oh. scares white folks and what Listen. doesn't scare white folks. Listen. Instead of us being able to be a complete spectrum of black people, it's a, our ability to show who we are is dependent upon what they can take and understand. Still very difficult for black women to wear braids. To have your hair in twenty twenty four. In twenty twenty four, cases of that. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. You got uh, adults taking people to court over that. You got kids. You know, p- parents. Because their kid is wearing braids at school. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there yeah. was a case a couple of years ago where the teacher decided that she was going to cut the braids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, been, there's been kids that? that have been suspended because of dreadlocks oh, or yeah. uh, couldn't compete in, in wrestling tournaments. Yeah. It's yeah. been a bunch That's of stuff. Yeah. 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 So this isn't, and we're not talking 30, 40 years. We're no, talking right, right now. Right now. Yes. Right now. It, in recent history, and yeah. that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, hit us up on the True Talk to Text Line, 833-212-1017. Grant says, good morning, team. Thank you for the last comment, Damien. In my large circle, most of my friends and family members are raising or have raised their children with two parents in the home. It's a shame this topic is usually so one-sided. Mm-hmm. Hey, but... Grant, that's why we're here. We want to continue to open mm-hmm. it and open up both sides where we can get some better understanding. Thank you for texting in. Truth Nation, hit us up, 833-212-1017. we got a lot of hot topics to get into. And one of the biggest questions we're going to get into, how can we curb reckless driving? There was a mother that was sentenced to 20 years for the Mother's Day crash that killed five people. So mm-hmm. we will get into that. But after the break, Governor Evers finally signed the new mapping uh, legislation, and we will tell you what that means to Wisconsin voters. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ, in for DT. More Truth Be Told with DT and Telly after this. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Drive slow, homie. Man, I think residents of Southeast Wisconsin should play this every morning. Every morning. Okay. (laughs) Man, oh man. We're going to get into the reckless driving question of the day there have been so many laws and so many legislations that have been put in place to try and curb reckless driving but it seemed like the numbers continue to rise and we'll get into the mother that was just convicted for 25 years not 20 years 25 years for reckless driving and uh that resulted in the death of five people But before we get into that, Governor Evers signed his new Wisconsin voting maps into law yesterday. And the move, thanks in large part to Republicans, which they had agreed on these maps that Governor Evers, a Democrat, had kind of laid out Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. And it was it was kind of funny because all of a sudden the Republicans kind of reversed course. Right. And was like, yeah, we'll take the maps. And then the Democrats <laughs> were like, wait a minute. Why are y'all so interested in taking these maps now? Uh, right, right, <laughs> and right. So mm-hmm. uh, he had until today to sign it. And again, he ended up signing it yesterday. And we're going to try and break it down where we let you know why this is important. So as of now, state Republicans currently control 64 of the 99 seats in the assembly and 22 of the 33 seats in the Senate, giving them a super majority, super majority in that chamber. But yesterday's shakeup changes the state's political districts and the people representing them. And the point of this 
is uh, and, and according to Governor Evers, quote, under these maps, you'll see more competitive contest races by making it more likely the legislative districts will flip from one party's control to another when voters, <clears throat> excuse me, when voters preferences changes change, unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the point is. It, first off, let's let's call it what it is. Wisconsin districting maps were probably the most outdated of any state in the country. Right. They were gerrymandered. They were gerrymandered. Yeah. Yes. And for them to finally do this is probably 30 years past due, number one. Right. And number two, it definitely gives people more of a competitive uh a campaign mm-hmm. because right. if you're in one district and you'll be like, all right, I'm going to just move over to this other district and nobody's going to run against me. Right. And so that's how you have Republicans like Bob Donovan that has been in legislator for legislation forever. Right. Because a lot of times he doesn't have anybody running against him. Yeah. yeah Bob yeah. was an alderman first and then he went over to the state level because he, nobody ever ran against him. Yeah. And, and so, there you go. so now with these new maps, in Milwaukee, for instance, Bob Donovan is now in the same district as Democrat Daniel Raymer. Mm-hmm. And it's a new district that now leans 60% towards Democrats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that people like Bob Donovan are like, wait a Just minute, man. In boots. They, they, <laughs> like, we had a good thing going. Like, why yeah. y'all gonna mess this up? Well, right. I well, mean, the, way the, the way the maps were set up prior and, and, and people have been waiting on this and hoping this would come into place even when they were doing the uh, the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court stuff and they were getting uh, I can't never say her name. Starts with a P. Uh, Janet Pers- uh, Pers- uh, Proto Savits. Proto Even when they were getting her in office, one of the reasons they wanted to get her in office was that they figured when this when this maps came up, then the Republicans would try to go against it and it would go to Supreme Court and they would have the majority on the Supreme Court to be able to defend it. Yeah. Right. Um, that's why they were trying to impeach her before she right. even said that. Exactly. And exactly. that's why you said the Republicans changed course and decided not to fight it. They decided not to fight it because they know if they go to the Supreme Court, they're not going to win. But they also know that even with the way that the districts are set up now, the the, the Democrats would have gotten more seats but the Republicans still have a majority. Have a majority. It's not right. a super majority right. anymore. So you can't yeah. do anything you want without any checks and balances. Right. But they feel it would still be a majority. But what this does is bring the Democrats closer to being able to flip the seats and flip the House and the Senate. Yeah. Wow. Now that I, I am reading more into it, uh, Bob Donovan did have some comments that he made to WISN's uh Kendall Keys, Bob Donovan said, quote, it redraws me into a district that has a Democratic incumbent totally different from the current district I represent. And Kendall Keys asked, you are faced with the decision of moving. And Bob Donovan says, yeah, if I want to run in the district for the most part, I currently represent. So that's a challenge. So now they are already saying before it even is passed in the law. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this ain't going to work. Right. So when's the last time that competition wasn't healthy? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and and options and choices. And it, I mean, just because I live in this district, I got to go with, I'll just use Bob Donovan. Right. Regardless of if there's any changes or new laws have come into play, uh, it sounds like we want to just win the way that we've been winning. And, like, why we got to right. have somebody running against us? Exactly. Which is weird because last time I checked, most of the time when you have a race, it involves more than one person. Exactly. That's why they call it a race. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> there, are, there are people, you will see things starting to change because there are plenty of people, especially politicians, that have been sitting back, resting on their laurels, just collecting a check, mm-hmm. you know, and not doing anything. Yeah. There's a lot of situations that we have in the community that are a result of that. And, and it's funny how... There are always concessions when the right thing is done. Oh, this right. is the right thing, right? To exactly, do exactly, it's been the right thing to do, and, and but they're not just going to say, Oh, we're gonna do this for the right thing. You know what happened as soon as this came up? Robin Voss was like, Oh, well, y'all ain't getting no weed, we can take that off, the, we can take that off the table. Listen, so like, so y'all want to redistrict and, and make this fair? Like, no, no, y'all ain't, y'all ain't getting no weed. Voss and them is cool with it because, and, and because they cool with it now, and they, they switch because Evers put in there that, that it won't come into effect until November. So there are a bunch of races in April and leading up that, correct that are still going to be correct under the current map. So then they'll get. When it switches in November, those people will still be able to run. So some of the Republicans is like, oh, I'm good, at least till next time. Yeah. You know, then I can go start campaigning in this other area. So I'm good for now. So that he threw Voss that bone, and I don't know if maybe he should have did that. We we all the times, and I'm not, we all the times allow for when it's Democrats and Republicans, we oftentimes let them off the hook. When we have the chance to put our foot on their neck, we be like, no, nah, let's be let's be good humans, let's be good politicians, let's be the utopian politician in this situation. Whereas they would have never done that for us. Voss wasn't thinking oh, about yeah. that when he did the budget stuff for UWM and 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 took out yep. DEI. Voss wasn't thinking like that when he came to the city mm-hmm. and be like, we'll give you this extra money, but to get this extra money, you got to get rid of DEI. You got to do all that. Yeah. You got to do all of that. That's, that's but what when I'm we saying. got the opportunity now. We got the Supreme Court. We got a, a a Democrat governor who can change the mapping. Oh, we'll get y'all to November. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just give us your support. We'll give you to November if you don't take it on the court and all. Get out of here with that. Yeah. yeah. Let's it put should our be foot in effect now. Yeah. Because it should be in effect yeah. now. It, exactly. To go in so we can get that stuff done now. Yeah. For done sure. Now. Because yeah. you know they are plotting. And like I said, it. it they have shown in the past they want to go tit for tat. They're not yeah, just going to yeah. give. Yeah. Democrats something for nothing. Exactly. And like I said, I was joking about it, but as soon as this MAPS thing came up and the Republicans said, yeah, we'll go ahead and agree with that, that's when Robin Voss yes. took the medical marijuana, which was going to be the most restricted bill of any state in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to have like maybe five dispensaries in the entire state. Uh-huh. And you had to have all type of documentation mm. yeah. to, to even get it then. Right. As soon as this MAPS thing came up, he was like, oh, man, that's off the table. <laughs> that's off the table. And see, that's how they play. But we don't, we don't, we don't play yeah. like that. We don't because have we that can. killer yeah. instinct. Yeah. Not, not, well, you know, I'm not saying we. Cause, but I'm just saying Obama had the killer instinct. That's another story. But I don't think we have the instinct to be like. 
to be like, no, they when they in power, they stomp on our necks. They will every time when Reagan had it, he stomped on black folks' necks. When Bush had it, he stomped on black folks' neck. We not stomping on nobody's neck when we got power. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Truth Nation, hit us up, 833-212-1017. Be a part of our conversation. What do you think about this? And we know that there's always an underlying message along with that. And speaking of politics, uh, there's a Wisconsin fake elector says he was tricked into signing a phony document claiming Trump won in 2020. No. What? Really? You don't say. He was tricked. <laughs> tricked. Uh, yeah, because I sign stuff all the time without reading it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what I do all the time. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get into that and we'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Truth Nation, hit us up again. 833-212-1017. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ in for DT. More Truth Be Told with DT and Telly after this. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Tune into the Tory Lowe Show tomorrow at 2 p.m. as Tory will be joined by Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley. They will discuss his role as county executive and what he is doing for the black community when it comes to affordable housing and oversight of the Milwaukee County Jail. This will be a can't-miss interview, and that is the truth. Again, that is Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley on the Tory Lowe Show tomorrow at 2 p.m. on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. And speaking of politics, again, there was Governor Evers yesterday signing into law the new districting maps. And that will push forward more competitive campaigns and races to get some of these political positions. And uh, we were talking about how the Republicans it seemed like they just kind of did an about face and was like, yeah, we'll take this deal. Even though for months we've been saying we don't want to do this. Right. And when you have the leader of the Republican party in Wisconsin on 60 minutes on Sunday, Mm -hmm. Andrew hit talking about how he was tricked into signing these fake electoral votes. Right. So (laughs) here's the thing. <laughs> and you probably wonder, all right, what does one have to do with the other? And it has everything to do with everything because where's the trust factor? Right. So these are the same Republicans that were in cahoots to try to overturn the election. And now mm-hmm. it's like, uh, let's just make everything fair. Right. Does that sound right? No. Oh, okay. You know there's always a, 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 a something, a card hidden behind the back or, or something. That's what I'm there's talking about. There's always an ulterior motive with them. Yeah. And, and I just, I look at it as, I can see why the dem, the Democrats were, were kind of pumping the brakes and like, wait a minute. Now, why all of a sudden, and Damien, you make a great point, because of Judge Protosawitz, uh, if it did reach Supreme Court, it probably would have right. not gone in their favor. But 
When has that stopped them from doing yeah, doing it stopping, anyway? Yeah, stopping from doing what they want. Exactly. Uh, it, has it stopped Trump? Nope. It has it stopped Trump from doing whatever he wants to do? So the threat of being sued or the threat of going to trial, why all of a sudden this is scaring them? Like it doesn't scare it them. Doesn't scare them. They're like, come on, man. Because. Their hope is and their belief is that no matter what, Donald Trump is going to get back into office again and pardon all this stuff. Yeah. That that Donald Trump is going to save the day in his gold shoes. (laughs) And his gold high tops. My my question is, (laughs) there were a lot of people, including the the uh, the electors, the fake electors, that. Why wouldn't he pardon them before the fact? He had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. He could have. He could have pardoned everybody. He could have pardoned all those people from January 6th. He could have done it. Yeah. My question is, why isn't the Wisconsin attorney general or the Milwaukee uh, district attorney or the Madison district attorney going the same route as Fonnie Willis? Because after what I just read, it seems like he did the same thing in Wisconsin that they did in Georgia. He called the electors and said, I need you to throw out, you know, I need you to find me, not find me 200. Like in Georgia, he was trying to find 11,000 votes. That was the quote. And here he right. was like, I want you to throw out the votes from Dane County and Milwaukee County. Heavily, yeah. the only, you know, really black counties in the state. I want you to throw out those votes. And that's what their whole basis of saying he really won the state was, where they discounted all of those votes. Mm-hmm. That seems like that shit. And then you have these electors signing this fake elector. Right. That's election fraud. Yeah, They absolutely. should be being charged like they are in Atlanta, in Milwaukee. Exactly. That's, that's what exactly. it sounds they like. they doing it? Exactly. Well, it's the same exact you know, premise. I, I, I asked that question some months ago, and the response was, was that, you know, they wanted to see what was going to happen federally first before they, you know, before they jumped in. But the whole the whole thing, Bailey and, and Dame, about being tricked, um, you know what's going on if things don't sound like they should be. Right. Andrew right. hit in this interview with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes says, oftentimes phone calls would start at 6 in the morning and wouldn't end until 10.30 at night. I did everything I possibly could. And Donald Trump would often signal out Andrew Hitt at rallies in Wisconsin. He would reach wow. out and say, Hitt is doing Andrew, a great job. Andrew, how are we doing? Andrew, going to win this state? We got to win it. Mm-hmm. So you're asking one person to ensure we win this state. Mm. Unless he's going to go and vote 20,000 times. Right. What are you insinuating? Exactly. And, and that's the point that I can't. I, I, I think that people are tr- are purposely trying to look past. Yeah. And, and, and Hit goes on to say in that interview that you're referencing that he was scared because Donald Trump was 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 pointing him out at these rallies. And we know how when Donald Trump points you out, how it can affect your yep. life. Look at those black women or those other women in those other states that he did that to and mm-hmm. that, you know, they sued him and got all of yeah. that money. Right. Hip said he was scared. Now, this I don't believe him, but he said he was scared for his life and his family's life. And if he didn't try to do whatever he could to deliver the state of Wisconsin for Trump, 
And Trump's like, you know, find me these votes and get rid of these votes. So he signed this fake election sheet and said he was tricked. How you get tricked when you're in a position of of authority is beyond me. I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know how that's a good excuse. Yeah. And, and they were. There was another young lady that was involved, and she was a part of this interview. And she talked about how when she would fly from Wisconsin to Washington D.C., they didn't meet on Capitol Hill. They didn't meet in the office. Like the person, I can't remember who it was with the Republican Party. They were like, "Hey, stop by my hotel, and we go meet here." <laughs> and, and she was kind of like, "That's odd." You don't say. You don't say. Like, <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. So you're telling me you're not going to ask any questions. Somebody tells you, all right, Bailey, here's this this great briefcase. Uh-huh. Get on the plane. Okay. Go to Washington. Don't uh-huh. talk to nobody. Okay. And then go meet this dude at the Marriott at 430. <laughs> meet me at, meet me at just, my Trump Tower. All right. you're just going to say is, Okay. No, that ain't going down. Exactly. <laughs> so don't, don't go through any official channels. Don't come to the White House. Right. Don't come to the Capitol building where you have to go through security. Right. Your name has to be there. Don't, you don't, don't have to do that. Badge or nothing I like don't want that. nobody to know you here. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't raise a red flag to you. Come on, man. Yeah. Exactly. They knew. Yeah. It's like, hey, um, we're going to have this interview, but we need you to come to 702. Right. And uh, we're going to start there. And, we'll work our way back to the You'll work back. At, at Look. Like, and, and you're like, 1030 at night? <laughs> right. And a club? Yeah. Right. I'm not applying to be a DJ. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going to ask some questions. So the whole fake, uh, or, or I, yeah, I didn't know and I was tricked. Like, come on, Andrew. Come on, Andrew. Come on. That's because you did exactly what I mean, his co-conspirators did in Georgia. Their whole the same their, exact thing. Their their meetings happened uh, someplace at, at the Capitol or something like that here in Wisconsin, but it was a secret meeting. Usually, those meetings are public. Yeah, yeah. and their meeting is a hodgepodge of people, uh, and it's not publicized. It's not open to the public. They did the same thing when they offered all that money in exchange for DEI. Yeah. They had a meeting on Sunday night or right. Saturday morning. Right. Like, when y'all start meeting on that? Exactly. And see, this, is what, this goes back to what we were talking about before with the redistricting is that when Republicans have power and they have the opportunity to put their foots on our necks in any way possible, yep. whether no, it's illegal it. or legal, they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, they're going to do it. And if Republicans had the power in the state when Trump was trying to run and Evers had not been the governor, they would have done that stuff they were trying to do. Oh, yeah. Democrats, Democrats need to go ahead and meet them with their same energy. Show that yeah. same love. Yep. Yep. Truth Nation, hit us up. 833-212-1017. And always you can stream and watch us live on YouTube and X at 101.7. The Truth. We will continue this conversation on the other side of the break. And we will get into our question of the day. How can we curb reckless driving? We'll have all that and more coming up on the other side. You listen to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Man, you, you haven't heard that in a while. You got to let that ride. 
Nylon, couple five minutes. Whoa, we are too hot in the business. About to make a movie independent. Need new trucks independent. I need you to listen to the vision. All your verses sell like dirty dishes. Can we consider him a one-hit wonder? Because that was so hard, and he hasn't come with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Remotely close to that. Yeah. His fans would be upset, but I would have to agree with you. Yeah. Because I still, I still bump that. That goes yep. hard. Hey, again, I want to make a correction. You want to tune into the Tory Lowe show today. Earlier, I said tomorrow, but the interview with Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley will happen today at two o'clock. And again, they will discuss his role as county executive and what he is doing for the black community when it comes to affordable housing and oversight of the Milwaukee County Jail. This will be a can't miss interview again. The Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley is on the Tory Lowe show today at 2 p. <clears throat> excuse me, on at 2 p.m. on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I'll get it out. Trust me. I will, okay. I will, I will. The Panthers are also back in action Friday night as they host the Youngstown State Penguins at Panther Arena. In downtown Milwaukee. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. And this is the break where we give away things. So make sure you hit us up. Be caller number 7 at 833-212-1017 to win four courtside seats to see the Milwaukee Panthers game this Friday night. Now, we gave away these tickets yesterday. Right. (laughs) And the person that won it was like, I thought these were Bucks tickets. <laughs> no, I'm going to be as clear as I possibly right. can. And they gave them back. Wow. Like, no, I'm good on that. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good on that. At least man. get a tickle, man. Exactly. Exactly. Like you go. Like, exactly. A lot of times you don't get a return on something free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They was like, I can't find nobody that won't these. Forget it. Man, oh man. <laughs> so again, be caller number seven at 833-212-1017 to win. Four courtside seats to see the Milwaukee Panthers game this Friday night. To buy tickets to watch Panthers basketball, visit Ticketmaster.com. And always remember to tune into 1017 The Truth to hear every Panthers men's basketball game. Together, we roar for the MKE. And we will continue to roar on the other side of the break. Bailey Coleman, Damien LZ in for DT. When we return, we'll get into the Milwaukee woman sentenced to prison for a fatal Mother's Day crash that killed five. And we'll also get into how can we curb all of this reckless driving because it doesn't matter. It seems like every day you turn on the television or you read the newspaper, there is some sort of Reckless driving mm-hmm. that is still taking place. We'll get into all that, and we want to hear from you, Truth Nation. Again, hit us up, 833-212-1017. Hour number two coming up next on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.